Welcome to Weird Parents, the podcast where we talk about how weird it is being a parent. My name is Sammy. I'm on Instagram at Pop Punk Pets and Parenthood. And as per usual, I'm joined by the husband, Coop. We're here. We're ready for it. We're ready. It's bluey time. Weird parents. I, I hope I hope we don't get sued for copyright oh, for that. Disney, the rat is going to come for us. It doesn't own Disney doesn't own Bluey, does it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, well, they distribute it, don't they? Mm-hmm. In the USA and the UK. Well, so did BBC. Oh, we've got... They're the all coming ar- for us. The long arm of the BBC and the rat is going to come after us. calling Disney the rat. You're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> Mickey's going to get us. God. Anyway, welcome, everyone. Welcome. Today, well, today is the finale. It is the finale. It? Of season two of um, Weird Parents. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling, Sammy? A little bit, little bit weird because I knew that the finale would sort of be quite a milestone point in my pregnancy. So <laughs> a little bit, little bit nervous, if I'm honest. Well, and today was another mi- chicken. Today was another milestone, wasn't it? Because we started your, uh, your what? What was I calling it last we week? We started the perineal massage. Well, I tried to do it this weekend because I hit 34 weeks this weekend. So I tried to do it by myself. And failed miserably because there's a massive abdomen in the way and I just can't quite get down there. So I've had a bath, didn't I? Had a nice bath and then asked you to just help me. I instructed that you read the instructions yep. beforehand. It's on like a little peel out label, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. You gave me a hand with the label because I didn't know what I was doing. No, which was a great start. Um, do you want to explain what you thought you read? Well, it, it said on the bottle, go up to the second knuckle. Indeed. So I said, are you ready? And you're like, okay. I start going in. You're First like, of all, I had to, just interrupting that, I had to correct you on the angle you kept, like, so he was he was reading it. Without getting too graphic. Without Content too, warning, guys. Before before he was um, doing it, you were reading it and then you were like <laughs> acting it out in the air. <laughs> what you were going to do. It said to sweep. And I was like, how the hell do you sweep your fingers? So I was sort of explaining that you do like a U shape. Yeah. But you kept having your fingers out like nail to the wall yeah, and I was like I we're not doing thinking. that mate that's gonna be very uncomfortable you have to have fingertip in so um yeah anyway you... anyway I was nowhere near the second knuckle and you were like is that enough that's too deep and I was like uh no 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 Coop no you thought knuckle meant fist you thought <laughs> knuckle thought meant knuckles lit- the knuckle on my hand was the yeah, second knuckle exactly so I leaped <laughs> up the bed because I was like what are you trying to do You're like stop stop going I was Turn, like, uh. turning me into Kermit the Frog but it meant like a hand puppet it meant <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt like it's gonna turn you into Punch and Judy yeah literally <laughs> stop beating meant you things, with a sausage it meant, and I had to then explain to you that you've got knuckle joints in your finger yeah so it meant the second knuckle and then I was, joint. And I was saying to you, what would have been the second second knuckle to you then? Your wrist? <laughs> so it but went, we got through it. We got through it. It went really well. It was fine once you got the hang of it. And yeah, you, yeah you were very understanding. But that first bit, I was like, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't ready. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. What did you think it was going to be? Last time we were... I didn't like... Okay, it's getting graphic. I didn't like go in, did I? I was doing like the outside, like the vulva kind of area, wasn't I? I was like literally like... I can't remember. Like teasing it out. 
like trying to stretch it all out for you, which felt weirder. This felt nicer because I was doing a good sweeping motion, as the bottle said. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if that hasn't I'm completely so, oh. convinced you to turn the episode off already. <laughs> I'm so sorry if any family members are listening to this. I'm so, so sorry. But yeah, thank you. Anytime. But it was, it was honestly, it was hysterical and I kept laughing and then you kept being like, don't laugh because you're going to break my hand. <laughs> you're tensed. <laughs> it's hard not to laugh. And your face as well. I wish I'd taken a photo of your face. The concentration on it. <laughs> you were literally just like, like, like frowning with concentration. Just trying to make sure I do a good job. Yeah. Give 110% every time I do. Because I was re- I did some reading up on it and there are loads of people that are like, oh, you know, doing the perineal massage with my partner really turned me on and everything. And I was just looking at you like, this is not turning me on in the slightest. I'm afraid your face was like such seriousness. No, I had a job to do. I was being pro about it. Yeah. 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 It's very good. Well done. We'll, we'll, we'll see if it works. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if it works. So, so basically, this is the last episode of season two. We'll be back in the new year with season three while we have a baby. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully yeah, so everything goes okay. Hope you enjoy this episode because it's going to be the last bit of content you get for a while. Yeah, just a little bit. We might do, we might pop on for Christmas time. Maybe. Might do a Christmas ep. What did you just pick off the dog? <laughs> I think that's a bit of nipple crust. Oh! <laughs> oh, she's yeah, rubbing our, her belly. Our dog Winnie's had a little bit of discharge from, oh, her, from she, her nips. She's picking up she's on my hormonal. hormones. And she had a phantom pregnancy and that we cleared up but now she started getting a little bit of clear discharge from her nipples and i'm just rubbing her belly and i just was like what is that and i've pulled my hand away and there's some like nipply crust so it's due to be spayed Lovely. next week hopefully this isn't another phantom put it on a cracker the nipple <laughs> crust <laughs> speaking of dogs yeah ah, this week it's a good segue it's not a good segue if you say it's a good segue is it you ruined it sorry but it is think a good of segue. another one no, I'm not going to think of another one. That was perfect. <laughs> We're here today to talk about... Our Lord and Saviour. The best TV show for kids? Oh, I'm, I think so. I think it's one of the best kids programmes so ever. It's so up there. Bluey, Bluey on Disney Plus slash CBBC. Mm-hmm. The Australian kids TV show about a family of blue healers. Yep. Isn't it? It is indeed. Bluey, main character, is about six years old. Yep. And Bingo, her sister, is about four. Mm-hmm. And there's dad and mum as well. Yeah, Bandit and Chili. Yeah, and it's just basically about all the little games that they play as it's, a family, isn't it? It's brilliant. It's just an amazing TV programme. The whole idea behind it is great. Yeah, it's like it really plays in the kids' world, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. It, it, the thing is, it's like a lot of kids' TV shows aren't for parents, aren't they? No. Like, you don't really get a lot from, I don't know, Fireman Sam. Or Chuggington. No, all I get from Fireman <laughs> Sam is, what's his name? Is it Norman? Norman. Do you know what? That programme has ruined the name Norman. <laughs> I can guarantee right now that loads of parents decided not to name their, ch- their child Norman because of that kid. God, yeah. And they need to sort him out, don't they? The mum's not really Norman. doing a good job. Norman! I saw a tweet today, actually, about Fireman Sam from yeah. um, the, the user at Fairy Cakes. Great, Great username. Great name. She said... We make out that Fireman Sam is a hero, but he's an absolute hack. Only oh, about rude. 25 people live in Ponty Pandy, and they are setting fire to something every single day. Educate them, Sam. Go beyond the hose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not being funny, but I don't think they're setting fire to something every day. They don't just fight fires, do they? They, like, no. rescue 
sheep and kids <laughs> that fall down wells and shit. It's usually Norman doing something silly, isn't it? Yeah, it's always Norman. Yeah. So it's just Norman. Somebody needs to murk that kid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Somebody, somebody needs to handle Set that child. Fire. No, somebody needs to handle that child. So let, let's set the scene a little bit mm-hmm. for kids' TV shows. It's a barren wasteland out there, isn't it? There's a lot of it out there. It's just not really aimed at parents at all. You kind of just suffer through it, like the starvation yeah. in, a, in a desert. And every now and again, you get like a little oasis, don't you? Where As a like, parent, yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, thank God, like, hey, Dougie exists. Yeah. Because I've just had to watch six hours of Masher and the Bear. <laughs> or... Thank God Spongebob exists because I don't know if I can make another minute through Puppy Dog Pals oh, or something. <laughs> that booming program, man. And Bluey is just a complete reaction to that, isn't it? Mm. All the crap kids TV shows out there where you can tell so much love and so much like craft and direction and just skill has gone into creating just a yeah. lovely kids TV show. So much so that The Guardian actually names it as the the second best CBBS program of all time. Oh, what's the first? Hey Dougie. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Cuz it's been around a bit longer, isn't it? It's got a bit more uh, It has and it's English. That would be the other reason. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's quickly taken that second spot and <laughs> probably the first spot in a lot of people's lives, isn't oh, it? Yeah. Where it's just out of nowhere, out of, right out the gate, it is just so Popular. Like, popular with everyone. Yeah, definitely. Teletubbies was number three. No comment. <laughs> the old Teletubbies or the new Teletubbies? Just Teletubbies in general. Because the old Teletubbies, I know we've spoken about it before. I, you, that's haunted me. Yeah. I'm the bear. I'm the bear. <laughs> we'll do an episode one day about banned kids TV show episodes. Okay. That's in there. Is it banned, that episode? Yeah. I, well, that's not fair. I had to suffer through it. <laughs> Yeah, they got rid of it because it was so scary for kids. It was so weird. So weird. Yeah, so you don't really get a lot from those programmes, but with Bluey, mm-hmm. there's like a little lesson in the episodes. There are, and Even if they're not like obvious lessons, there's like, there's just stuff for the, the parents, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, and there's like, yeah, like little tidbits for the parents or little things that you know are aimed at the parents. And yeah. It's like emotional that and it has no business being as emotional as it is no it completely catches you off guard it attacks you no matter how many times you rewatch it as it well. attacks you as a parent <laughs> that's does. that's what it is it targets your like the select emotions that you develop as a parent and it just targets them and it will make you cry yeah. when you least expect it and then your kids are looking at you like i ain't crying at my program <laughs> but our, our daughter b she's three years old She's kind of, she's had a few obsessions in mm-hmm. her time. Like, first obsession was the Wiggles. Oh, the Wigs, yeah. Then it was Hey Dougie. Yeah. These are all great TV programs. Mm-hmm. Then there was uh, Bing. It was Bing. Which she loved yeah. for ages. Still kind of loves Bing. Then it moved on to Bluey, yeah. didn't it? And Bluey's been a firm favourite. Yeah. We all like Bluey. Do you remember the first time you saw Bluey? I'm trying to remember. It was like lockdown. It was on CBBS. Yeah, on CBBS. There was it was like lockdown time, I think. Mm -hmm. Because I remember seeing it advertised and thinking, I don't think I even saw it. I just heard it in the other room, and I was like, "Oh no, another TV show." Because like CBBS really cram them on. Oh, they they? do. Yeah, I remember there was just like there's some really bad ones at the time as well. I was like, "Oh, another one that I'm gonna have to watch in the morning." Mm. But then I think I heard you told me like, "Oh, have you watched that Bluey yet?" 
Yeah. And I was like, nope, no idea what you're talking about. Because I just thought it was going to be another crap kids TV show. Mm. And you told me to watch one of the episodes. I remember the first full episode I watched. And I'm pretty sure the first full episode I watched was the Grannies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get into later. We'll do our top five episodes. Yeah. That's what we're going to do later on. Okay. But there are other people that absolutely love Bluey. Yeah. Including Ryan Gosling and uh, Eva Mendes. Oh, really? They're massive fans of Bluey, apparently. I can see that. And they're actually really good friends with the voice of Bandit, Dave McCormick. Because he's, he's a comedian, isn't he? Yeah, and he was in a band as well, I think. Mm. Yeah, in, in Oz. How awesome would that be to just get Bandit to like send your kids a little voice note, calling <laughs> them like a grub? <laughs> your grub. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Ryan Gosling, Natalie Portman really yeah. likes Bluey. I can see that. Elijah Wood is a <laughs> massive fan. That's pretty cool. Billy Joel. What? From Green Day? <laughs> no, Billy Joel, the piano man. Oh. We didn't start the fire. Oh, him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Am I having another baby brain moment? You're thinking Billy Joe Armstrong. Oh. Blue, we started the fire. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, it's one of those programs. I think you can safely call it a phenomenon, can't you? Yeah. With like how much it's just exploded in the last off. couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, it started in 2018. We got it here in the UK a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're on season three now. Yeah, which in the UK we've only received half of. Yeah, as as of today, we've only had the first 25 episodes or whatever. Yeah, which are all brilliant, don't get me wrong, but I want the rest. <laughs> we need more. We need more. More content. Yeah. Yeah, I think Blue was really good at getting us through sleep deprivation, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like a nice little thing in the morning to wake up to. Yeah. And put on easy, and easier, watch easy. Yeah, easier than... And I'm sorry, CBBs, but I'm going to call you out here. That first thing in the morning would 100% put us in a better mood than flipping Rara the bloody lion <laughs> oh it does my head in how they always have if you're up at the crack of a sparrow's fart they've got the it wasn't always Rara though there was something else before that I can't remember but if you're up really early they have but the lovely at the moment it's Rara yeah but they have the lovely little daydreams the, what they call oh. they're, they're so nice yeah that and is it's got Olivia Coleman doing the voiceover yeah. isn't it and it's like just little things like the rain drips and drops and it's just like ASMR and it's so soothing. We should do a whole episode about that, I think. Yeah. That, is it that's Little Daydreams, is that what it's little called? Little Daydreams, I think it's called. So if we put the telly on for B, if she's gotten into our bed really, really early and it doesn't matter what we do, she won't go back to sleep, we put that on and she sits there all calm and quiet and you think, oh, she might drift off actually, this is fine, because that's on. And then suddenly it's... Ra ra, you are a very noisy lion, and it's like, oh my god. Then it's Teletubbies. I don't know. After that point, I'm usually up at that point because Ra Ra's woken me up. Yeah, but there's a lot of loud and colourful stuff on first, isn't there? I've got it in for Ra Ra, I'm afraid. Yeah, I don't blame you. To be fair, also Chuggington as well comes oh, on. Chuggington, blaring, blaring. Yeah. yeah, but then Bluey was just like a nice like. So a nice that, release, wasn't it? Um, Just, that uh, would have been a lovely little, like, slight increase. Not, it went from zero to a hundred. It goes from <laughs> Olivia Coleman just being so peaceful and talking about raindrops to a flipping terrifying cartoon lion screaming <laughs> into the screen, screaming out of the screen at you. And the other thing about that programme is that it's like the, anima- the animation's weird. It's like stop motion, but it reminds me of Coraline. <laughs> <laughs> but with like little cute animals. Yeah, but I've got, uh, sorry, just side note, CBBs. You could have you could have like fixed that with just Bluey or something a little bit more gentle. Yeah, you can check out our previous episodes about weird kids TV shows because mm. we've slagged off a few, we have. haven't we? Yeah, 
but that one particularly just gets on my nerves because it's why would you put that on first thing? It's literally it, the clock hits six a.m. and it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's in the naughty pile. Oh, it's in the naughty pile. But what's the thing you mu- like love most about Bluey? Like, what, what, why are you such a Bluey, you know, fan? I just love how they normalise real parenting, as in there isn't any insane structure in their life, even like from the discipline. And from the, like, speaking to the kids, the way they speak to the kids as well, I really like, you know, they normalise lots of things that for certain parents you might get judged for. But actually Bluey normalises it quite a bit. Yeah. Like, there's so much imagination play. There is... There's a... Well, well, when we were talking about parenting styles a few episodes ago, Mm. there's a lot of that kind of, I think it was called indulgent parenting. Yeah. Where you kind of just... You have to let the kids do stuff with no consequences sometimes, yeah. just kind of to let them feel it out. Yeah. And Bandit is definitely the more relaxed of the two, isn't he? Yeah. And you can see Chili is trying to, like, put rules and stuff in place. Yeah. But that's quite realistic in most parenting relationships. I think there is always one parent that's a little... And which we discussed, didn't we, in the last episode, that, you know, I'm a bit more of an authoritarian. Yeah than you are but I think that's quite normal in most relationships and it's nice to see that on a kids program and like because it does focus that's the other thing is it focuses on obviously the kids but it does focus on the mum and dad as well and their parenting sort of style yeah there's a lot of moments where you know the kids might not even be talking and it's just the mum and dad talking yeah bandit and chili yeah there's so many things in there that are like so relatable so relatable like from kids ending up in your bed which a lot of parents we do just do to get by and you do it because you want to support your child but i can't think of another program even grown-up programs where that is normalized exactly i can think of multiple tv series where they talk about sleep training yeah but i could not tell you another program where that is normalized and it's not and bing was really good for this as well where it's very close to the emotions of the children and yeah and how they're feeling in the moment and you know, when certain mm. things are going on, when all the big operas of life are going on. Yeah. Um, and also how stuff doesn't always go right yeah. with kids. Well, that's no it. matter how small the thing is, you know, it's not always like a utopian fairy tale, you know, happy go lucky life, no. is it? There's always dramas. Yeah. And throughout also the, day. the parents are wrong sometimes in Bluey yeah. and they apologize, which again is such a big thing. Yeah. Because even in brilliant programs like Bing, for example, you know, we've discussed Bing and things and how Flop is an absolute god. Bing, you know, people can have their comments on him, but <laughs> Flop is amazing. But even in Bing, Flop's never really wrong, is he? No. He's perfect. He is perfect. Where both Bandit and Chili have Apart their moments. from the time on the swings. We won't get into it. Oh, the swings, But the time yeah. on the swings. Yeah. He wasn't perfect there, no. was he? Pan- Pando needed a bit of a chat too. <laughs> it was a bit too indulgent at that point. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're not talking. Not here to talk about Bing. Daniel. We've done a whole episode. On done Bing. a whole episode. Two episodes on, on Bing. Bing. But Bandit and Chili do get it wrong at times, and they have they apologise to the kids. Yeah. And that's do. again such a big thing that needs to be normalised. Apologising to your children for being human. Bandit as well. He's been touted as like the perfect dad by like yeah. multiple media yeah. sources like bbc have said it insider have said it mm-hmm. everyone's like he is the dad to look up to but at the same time there's a lot of stuff he does which is like i don't know there's the episode in season three where 
he's going away for six weeks. Yeah. And he and hasn't he, told he doesn't Bluey tell, yeah. that he's going. No, bingo. He hasn't told bingo. He hasn't told bingo that he's going yeah. for six weeks. Which is like heartbreaking, is it? That's not yeah. a good thing to do, is it? No. He should have been preparing the child. But he learns like, oh, maybe I should have told, yeah. told you. Or the episode when he's playing slightly too rough. Yeah, oh, that's so sad. That kills you, that episode, doesn't yeah. it? Because you as a dad are like, oh, God, what if I did that? Yeah. You can relate to it. Exactly. Well, the the programme is based on the creator, uh-huh. Joe Brum. Uh-huh. He created and wrote a lot of the episodes, pretty much most of them. But he bases Bandit on his brother, who also writes and helps write uh, some of the episodes. Okay. And I'm guessing it's all the games that they play as a family. Yeah. Because... That's the other thing about Bluey, isn't it? The amount of games and yeah. things that go on that are just like so imaginative and amazing. But yeah, I think it's it's all based around how they play with their kids and the way that they just completely involve themselves in their in, in their, their role playing and in their in their worlds. Yeah, which is lovely because yeah, I mean, as a kid, I I don't really remember playing with my parents like that. Do you? No, not at all. I remember playing like that with my siblings or by myself. Yeah, yeah. or friends. But I don't remember role-playing with my parents. No, my my mum was always really, and my dad as well, to be fair, they were always really supportive of role-playing and, like, helping us set up games and whatever and do what we like or letting us free to do what we like. Mm. But, yeah, not actually physically, like, playing with them from whatever age I remember, like, probably four onwards. You're so good at it. I'm not. I'm not as good at it as you are. I would just spend all day doing it if I could. You would. (laughs) I really struggle with it. I do. I don't know why. A lot of the time, B asks me to make up stories for her. Yeah. So, and that's what you do, though. You love making up like, stories. If it's bedtime, she's like, tell me a story about Cocomelon or tell me a story about a llama. She wanted me to tell her a story about a llama. So a I had to like make up a, a whole story. And she's just like in awe when you do that kind of stuff with her. But that's your thing. Like you write. So, you know, you, you've got an amazing imagination. And I hate to admit the fact that I think my imagination... I had a really good imagination when I was younger. I feel like my imagination is just deplenished, 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 deplenished a little bit. <laughs> the, the pregnancy brain's on full, full turn on today. <laughs> the other thing I love about Bluey is how I've seen a lot of chat about Bluey in certain like Facebook groups and forums and stuff. Um, and there was a real chat on the Babapur. I can never say it properly, but Babapur gro- group, um, which is a sort of eco-y toy company they do cloth nappies they do eco-friendly montessori toys they do like reusable water bottles and stuff they're really it's a really cool company um but on their sort of chat on facebook people were talking about how they spotted a lot of like the montessori style toys in their kindergarten Mm. um and all the peg dolls because there's quite a few isn't there like little peg dolls and things um and what's the episode is it the episode where they're all i remember from it is the little um schnauzer dogs in the castle calypso that's it yeah calypso is talking about the nursery worker isn't it yeah in season one and the um the little puppy that's making he's asking can i have more peg dolls can i have more dolls can i have more people and he like builds a whole little village and stuff out of the little peg dolls yeah and it's really cool because it's like open-ended toys which you know a lot of people are into but Again, don't get much representation. Yeah, not promoted, is it? No, it's not. Most kids, you see... I mean, for goodness sake, even like when B watches YouTube, it's all plastic bloody lol dolls oh. and crap that we don't want her to look at. And she's like, what's that? God, yeah. That's such a massive thing, isn't it? In kids, like the consumer side of oh. kids. Like not just TV, but, you know, the adverts that they watch when yeah. they're watching like certain 
channels and networks and then on YouTube like you get ads in between the videos yeah. and then all the videos are just kids playing with plastic crap. But we remember it as kids. You'd watch CITV and then in between your ad break on a Saturday morning would just be shit. Yeah. Absolute shit. And then you'd get your Argos book out and you'd circle it all and be like, I want all of that for Christmas. <laughs> I want all of it and then I'm going to chuck it away in six exactly, months. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that. I love that representation. And also... There's cloth nappies in Bluey. There is, yeah. <laughs> in the baby race, which we'll talk about later, because that's like the best episode ever. Spoiler, um, one spoiler. of the top eps. Um, but yeah, they're all wearing little, little buttoned up cloth nappies, which is really cute. So it's just nice to see, you know, some different sort of things normalised a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's another reason it's awesome. I think one of the reasons that I love it so much is like, one, there's not really like a formula, is there? It's not like a formulaic kids tv show where you can like plot like oh this is going to happen then that's going to happen then that's going to happen yeah like every episode is kind of a little bit different like there's always like a lesson in there but you can't really like see like the beats of the episode like oh in a minute you know yeah don't know if you're watching bing for example like oh there's going to be a disaster in the next 20 seconds and then you know that will get solved at the end of the episode there's always like it just kind of nicely goes into like a nice little vibe takes you under its wing for a little bit and then it just like sets you free the layout of it reminds me of the simpsons oh okay because i always used to think that about the simpsons that it would start off with something completely like yeah. different and then it would go off a, a tangent but Complete then it would tangent. come down back to what did we learn from this and half the time it'd be like nothing ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's well written well yeah it is each episode is completely unique yeah is it they never again there's just no layout that you can go like oh this is going to happen and, mm. and that's that's the way it's going to go like every episode is its own little like poem yeah almost isn't it oh beautiful yeah the creators do such a good job don't they like every like frame of it just looks great it does and then the voice acting is amazing and the music, the music is amazing yeah. it's just like i could gush over how good it is you love it so much don't you i do is it the highlight of being a dad for you so far no i'm joking it, it, it heightens it doesn't it it reminds you why you are a parent yeah, it that's reminds it. you why you do it every day and why you get up and why you make your child's life as good as you can make it mm. it reminds you of why you're a parent sometimes yeah, yeah. some people don't like bluey there's yeah there's a lot of hate because they feel that it's it is doing just that it's like showing how to be a perfect parent yeah or how to be playing with your kids all the time and this and the other and you get a lot of people like do they never clean do they never do this do they never just say no to them yeah it's like they do you do hear them say no to them but not that often not that often no but then there wouldn't be a program about them just saying no to them would it exactly exactly Mm. but that was the same criticism for bing wasn't it that flopped to perfect parent yeah isn't he yeah and a lot of people see that in Chile and bandit they think like they're too you know in their world aren't they they're not being parent parents maybe they can relate more to muffins parents (laughs) (laughs) but this is the thing is that it's like don't don't take everything as a personal attack we said in Bing it was a little bit of jealousy, didn't we? It is, and the I jealous think it's the of same. Bandit I think I'm, I'm jealous of Bandit and Chili. <laughs> Patience of saints. Yeah. I mean, their house, you, that's some, one of the funny realistic things, isn't it? You look at the house, it's always a state. Yeah. And you look at the car, there's like sweet wrappers yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly right. So, 
we've gushed about Bluey quite a lot. We have. Are you ready to reveal your top five episodes? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah? Yeah. So how we're going to do it is that we've both got five top episodes each. Mm -hmm. Weirdly enough, they're completely different. Like we didn't pick the same ones. No, we didn't. But I think I know why. Oh, we'll get we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, I think we'll I know why. That. I think literally it's because is it because of mum and dad episodes? Yes, yeah, I really is do. That done it? I think I think that's what we've done. Yeah, I'm, like not on purpose. I just think that's it's what's a bit happened. of a dad show, though, isn't it? It's quite dad heavy. Like Chili, Chili's like the the introverted, loves alone time. Mm-hmm. Like the beach episode, she likes to go off on her own. Yeah. Or the, the episode season three where she's like, I need 20 minutes alone. Yeah. It's a very dad heavy episode where Bandit is like the extrovert who does all the playing and, yeah, you know, like, I guess just looks after the children while mum does the mum stuff. Yeah. And I think, but that's also, but there are like chilli based episodes. Yeah. And they're great. Yeah. Well, we'll do some notable mentions of episodes that didn't make the top five. Okay. Gecko is one of those chilli episodes, isn't it? Gecko. The one where the gecko's on the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> the sticky gecko. And she's just trying to get... Them out of the house. Get them out of the house. Yeah. That's a brilliant mum episode, isn't it? It is, and I can just feel her frustration in that episode. Flatpack is another good one, which yeah. people love, where they're trying to build the flatpack furniture. Yeah, that's a real. That's an interesting episode, because it's a real split between how that task appears to kids versus how it appears to adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and obviously, Chili and Bandit are trying to work through their own shit. What's yeah. still going on? Yeah. Bad mood for Bingo. This is one of B's favourite episodes, it our is. daughter. It is. And actually, we found that episode to be really helpful in explaining when she is in a bit of a mood and a bit of a tantrum. We go, yeah. you're in a bit of a bad mood like Bingo. And she goes, yes. Yes, bad mood. Bad mood. Another one is movies. <laughs> that was another one of B's like hysterical laughing ones. She just latched onto it completely, didn't she? And the only bit in that mo- in that movie's one that she pisses herself at is bingo under the hand dryer yeah. <laughs> and i mean it is funny it's great absolutely great yeah but again that is another one that is just pure carnage yeah just chaos pure carnage because the whole like tone of that episode is bluey overcoming her fear of going to the movies and being like pretty much overstimulated isn't she, she yeah. doesn't like the scary bits or anything like that the thunder and it's so like that's like the whole main story but then around that is just bingo bing not even watching <laughs> not even watching like not really being old enough to go to the movies just wanting to run around drop the popcorn dropping the popcorn how many times does he have to go and buy popcorn yeah like three times it's it's hilarious uh, that's probably the episode we've seen the most isn't it yeah that's been on repeat for like the whole time that we've had season two <laughs> yeah definitely another one a lot of people say which I, I don't really get this one as much but people love it is rug island Oh, really? That's when Bluey and Bingo pretend that they're living, like, on a desert island. Yeah. Um, and Dad washes up on, on the shore. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like trying to teach Bandit to release his inner kid a bit more and, and empathise with the children a bit more. Right. Oh, I think yeah, I a lot of people that. relate to that one because, yeah, they some people find it hard, don't they, to empathise and sympathise with their children and the emotions and things that they're going through in a moment, mm. for example. So a lot yeah. of people love that one. No, oh, I can see that. It's understandable. And the last one, I guess, in the notable mentions is the army episode. That is a very interesting and good episode. And the reason I like that is it's actually not about Bluey. Yeah, Bluey and Bingo aren't in it, are they? No, but it's about a new kid at the kindergarten, isn't it? Yeah, Jack. Yeah, and that he's... Um, we're, we're guessing that he has ADHD or some some form of neurodivergent 
ness. Yeah, some kind of struggle. Some kind of like thing that he's struggling with because they mention that he's this is like his third school or something, isn't it? And yeah, he, makes, he forgets stuff. And yeah, can't listen. and he can't concentrate. And but he makes friends with um, is it Rusty? Rusty, whose dad is in the army, and Rusty's always playing army, isn't he? Yeah, and they play army in that like structured play, well lo- loose ended structured play, I should say, sort of because they're obviously allowed to just make up their own games. He, like, flourishes, doesn't he? And he's yeah. like, it's lovely. It's a really lovely episode. A lot of people love that one. Like, absolutely love yeah. it. As in, like, their favourite episode. I can understand why, because it's really, really sweet. Yeah. And it's like when the dad comes to pick him up and he's... Was it the dad or the mum comes to pick him up and he's like, I had a lovely day. Yeah. <laughs> it's really nice. Another thing we haven't actually spoken about is that a lot of people without kids watch Bluey. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, friends... Like I know who don't okay. have kids, they watch it. Yeah, but it's because it's 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 good. Like the storyline is good. The storylines are like, good. We sat and watched season three in the evenings yeah. when B was in bed. Yeah, we did <laughs> quite happily, and I know we weren't the only ones. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I'm sure everyone saw your little rage when it wasn't up at like eight a.m. Oh my god! Yeah, I woke up. Uh, it was eight a.m. in the morning. Mm. Wasn't up, and then everyone was like, "Calm down, it will come on at 10. and then it did, and you were like, "Okay, it's fine." <laughs> But you were convinced that you have an rant at the rat. Yeah. On. Yeah, depriving us of our Bluey time. Ugh. I've got work. When do I have time to watch Bluey? <laughs> All right. Are you ready to reveal your top five? Let's do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Starting with number five. We'll start with you. Yeah. So my number five is the pool episode. The reason I like that episode is because mum was right, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's great. But they they start off, don't they, being like, it's too hot, we're bored, blah, blah, blah. And then Bandit comes in and he's like, oh, we can borrow Uncle Stripe's pool while he's away. He said we can go. So they go. And the first thing Mum says is, remember all the pool stuff. Yeah. And then the whole thing is just Bandit just literally just takes them and he doesn't remember anything. That's boring. That's boring. Yeah, that's it. They say that all the pool stuff and remembering the important things is boring and it's not important. And then when they're in the pool... It's just loads of little things that kill me. It all goes wrong, It all goes wrong, but there's so many little things that kill me. For example, he forgets Bingo's floaties. So Bingo has to stay on the step. Yeah. And And then the sun. (laughs) And then the sun is obviously moving and he's forgotten their sun cream. So he tells them to stay in the shade and it just slowly, the shade just slowly shrinks. And then they get hungry and he's forgotten their lunch and he's forgotten the floaties and he's forgotten the the goggles. The walk to the pool. Yeah. (laughs) Everything. 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 And then they're like, oh, dad's boring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then mum comes to save the day. Yeah. It's a great episode. That that was one of B's first ones that she latched onto wasn't it yeah one that she wanted to watch over and over again and she cried with laughter every time bingo says i'm not getting out the pool and then the little the little pool cleaner comes over to her and she screams <laughs> cru- and jumps up the cruelly thing the cruelly thing yeah yeah i love that episode because the music yeah i think that it's going to be a theme in a lot of my episodes is just the music like is the best i mm-hmm. love that pool song at the end yeah i've even got it just on Spotify. Have you? Yeah, just to listen to her now You and absolute loser. Oh, it's so good. The Bluey album, like, check it out on your streaming service. Could listen to it back to back. Lovely. <laughs> wee, 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 woo. Yeah. Wee, 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 woo. The full version is a jam. If is you ever it a listen jam? to the full version, multiple instruments come in. There's, I think there's like a guitar solo in there. Whoa, just chuck that off, in there. Goes off. It's a banger. Just chuck that in there. Yeah. But what's like your lesson? From the pool episode, why do you love that one? Because it teaches kids that, you know, there's a reason us mums pack so much crap, basically. 
So just remember all the important stuff. And dads need to know it as well, because how many times do you say, oh, yeah, I've done B's bag, and then we get out, and I'm like, where's this? And you're like, oh, I didn't pack that. All the time. All the time. I'm so... Just, I just want to get out of the house. And I, does, I hate doing the prep. And doesn't it shock you every time that we're about to leave the house and I'll go, have you packed that? And you're like, no. No, you are a good Girl Scout, mm-hmm. always prepared. I'm a mum. Every eventuality. <laughs> Bitch, I'm a mother. <laughs> <laughs> no drama. <laughs> All right. My number five. Yeah, let's hear it. Curry Quest from oh, season three. God, that episode. I love it. My God. It's so chaotic, that episode. <laughs> so basically Bandit is doing a bit of a trade, isn't it? He's swapping yeah. curries Yeah. with Mackenzie's dad. Yeah. And they've obviously got a little bit of a walk to do it and he does it with Bingo. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's a magpie on the journey and yeah. stuff like that. But I just, like, again, it just, I don't know what it is. It just strikes a chord with me. It's such a cute little thing. Like, I would be doing that with a dad friend, swapping a curry yeah. every week or whatever. That well, is something I would do. Also, you have a real thing that you seem to think that Australians hate birds. Oh, yeah. I've I've always had this theory that... Well, it's just something I noticed. Like, there's a Friends or Rom song called mm-hmm. Bird Attack. They're yeah. an Australian punk band. And they just seem freaked out about birds. That song, they're like, there's a bird attack. They put mm-hmm. an ice cream helmet on their head to escape from the bird attacks. Yeah. From the ibis, the seagulls and the magpies. They really have it in for birds. But it's funny, isn't it, considering how many creatures in Australia can kill you? Yeah. But here they are more concerned about magpies. About the aerial attacks from magpies. But you've spoken to somebody about some mag- said magpies, haven't you? Yeah. So, good friend of the pod, mm-hmm. Matty Rendell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is an Australian correspondent, I guess, for the podcast. I thought you are just going to end it as, he is an Australian. <laughs> He's an Australian correspondent for the podcast, I uh-huh. guess. Um, you might know him from the 155 podcast. He's a main character on that. And he was the Indonesian correspondent for a while on that podcast as well. Right. So shout out, Matty. But um, I consulted him. I said, you know, what is it with Australians and birds? I've never actually heard... What is your deal? <laughs> ...from the horse's mouth why you guys are so concerned about birds. And he's basically just given us the rundown about why it's such yeah. an issue, especially with magpies. Uh-huh. Hello, this is Matty Randell. You might know me, you might not know me. But what you need to know about me is that I'm Australian. I live in the country of Australia, which means I know some of the things that happens in Bowie because they are also Australian. And one thing I know a bit about is swooping magpies, as seen in the Bluey episode, Curry Quest. So, right now, in real time, I'm walking on a walking track that I walk on every day at work. And there's a bunch of trees along this track where magpies nest, and they live there. Most of the time, they see me walk past, and we're chill, we're fine. But come springtime, when they're all horny and mating and protective of their young, they will attack me. They will swoop at my head, telling me to piss off, getting ultra-aggressive at me for no reason. I'm not going to harm them. They do it anyway. Um, I wish that, you know, in this episode you see Bingo just like a four-year-old thinking of the idea to paint some eyes on the back of her head to keep them away. But that does not work. That would not work. I wish it would work. You just have to keep away, basically. That's what I do. When it comes to springtime, if you get within like 100 metres of their tree, they're going to see you and they're going to come at your face. And I don't want that. I'd rather just be peaceful with the magpies and keep my peace with them. So 
I just avoid the area completely come springtime. So that's just a bit about magpies swooping. I love bluey. I hate magpies. So da 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 bluey. Amazing. <laughs> you can follow Matty on Twitter at Matty Rendell. Uh, he also told us that his favourite episode is one of the newer episodes of Bluey. Right. Um, which we haven't quite got yet. It's in season three. Okay. But it's another granny episode. Ooh, the he grannies loves, come back I think it's part they? three of the granny saga. Amazing. It's called Granny Mobile. That sounds brilliant. So for people in the UK and the USA, you that, might not have, have seen that one yet, but it's coming. It's a good that's granny cool episode i feel like we need to make note though on the fact that the magpies in australia are not the same as the magpies here no so that's what i didn't get i was like why are the birds like why are you so why are they so concerned (laughs) but yeah matty told us that magpies are are different in australia yeah especially in the springtime i mean magpies can be assholes here like they don't get me wrong like i've seen magpies attack you know, birds of prey that have gotten too close to their nests yeah. and stuff. Like they can and be crows. Cr- crows, oh, crows are, a bit are even annoying worse. as well. Yeah, crows are even worse. But humans, they don't tend to piss off, do they? They're just no. kind of. I mean, apart from nicking your shiny shit, they don't really do much. <laughs> oh, and obviously us being really superstitious about them all the time. Yeah, I guess we're we're cautious in a different way in the UK, aren't we? We're superstitious around them. We're superstitious around, especially the magpies. Yeah, but we're not like worried they're going to like take our eyeballs out. But yeah, thank you so much, Matty. That's yeah, thank cleared you. a lot of cleared up a lot of stuff for me anyway <laughs> it has i'm slightly upset that painting eyes on the back of your head doesn't work though no or wearing well in in terms of the friends or rom song you put an ice cream um carton on your head and draw a face on it <laughs> apparently that doesn't work either oh but yeah curry quest i just love because like again the lesson in that one is it kind of it breaks down a little bit how they write the show if right. you notice where Chili is talking to Bluey about the hero's quest and, yeah. you know, the hero's got to do X, Y, Z and he needs help along the way. Yeah. Or she needs help along the way. I just think it's just a really clever little episode. I really love it. Yeah. And obviously the ending as well is quite a sort of dad and daughter thing, isn't it? It's a, yeah, it's again, it's another dad episode, which I just oh, yeah. just warms your cockles. It does. And that when he hugs her when he comes back from the oh, trip. So cute. It's like when you're away, that's how you feel with me. And when the magpie looks at them, like, can just see what an evil little creature is. <laughs> it's looking from the tree. It's just watching them with his beady little eyes, like, yeah. glaring at them. It's brilliant. Good good choice there. Good choice there. Good choice. Mm-hmm. So that's my one season three episode okay. that I've got on my list. Yeah. The rest is pretty much season one and mm-hmm. there's one season two. Okay. You've got one season three episode as well as your next one. I do, which is Unicorse from, yeah, season three, which just kills me because it is just hilarious i haven't really got much of a reason apart from the fact that i feel sorry for chili because you sh- in the whole in the whole episode she's just trying to like you know read a book to bluey calm her down get her ready for bed and then dad just comes in with unicorns the puppet and this puppet is just pure just mayhem mayhem and i mean i'm quoting it on the daily it's so funny <laughs> and why, why should i care <laughs> It's another mum mum episode, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. a mum one. And it's just it just kills me. And it's also what was it? At one point they swat him away and then he comes back with a lawyer. <laughs> and a neck brace. And a neck brace. That was brilliant, that bit. Oh. Absolutely just did not expect it. <laughs> so, so funny. Yeah. So funny. And the bit where he just leans in and he's like, Children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's he do? They say, What do you like to eat? Or yeah. something, isn't it? And he's like, 
children. <laughs> they just played on the on adult humour in that one. Yeah, B doesn't really get that one. She watches it and she laughs along, but she's like, why are you two like oh, creasing crying up? Crying with laughter. <laughs> What's crying. the lesson from that one for you? Well, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I would have thought it would have been like how to get the kid to bed, but actually it's more Bluey learning to... Is it accept someone for the way they are, maybe? Yeah, a little bit of that. A little bit of that. Also sort of learning to deal with difficult It's I think it's like, yeah, being mature about a silly situation, is it? Or being mature about a way of letting go of control. When something's not really going your way, Mm. and like you can't control people, can you? No. You can influence people, but you can't control them. So it's kind of like letting go of things that you can't control. Yeah. And using your influence to, you know, influence it. Yeah, because he's he basically is just ruining the story the whole way through, yeah. isn't he? He's like, that would be helpful if she had some shoes. <laughs> that was an awful Australian accent. It's it is it's so funny. It just is so funny. Was it? He leans at one point, just leans on Chili's head, and he's like, "You're going to regret that." <laughs> it's brilliant. Love it. Yeah, that's a lot of people's favourite. It is funny. I would recommend... Claiming the top spot for a lot of people. Recommend a watch. If you haven't watched any of season three yet, just skip straight to Unicorns and that will give you a little taster. So my number four is The Creek. Oh, you love that one, don't you? It's a beautiful episode. It's so good. That just... Again, it's another one of those ones that's not really like a formula. It's just like vibes all the way through. Yeah. And everything about it the art again the music just hits you right there you it's just like a nice sit down and watch episode like it's a nice one for the morning yeah i think you used a great word to describe that the whole feel of that episode nostalgic yeah it is i guess that well that plays into the lesson about it i guess is that no matter what your age is nature is like a playground yeah isn't it? and there's always no matter how old you are you know bandit's an adult he can still mess around with the children you know, with basically nothing. It's just a little rock pool, mm. isn't there? And, and some tadpoles. And, and it's, it. it's nice as well, because again, this day and age, kids don't go and play down in a creek or like out somewhere, do they? It's yeah, we it. don't really let children out of our sight anymore, no. do we? They don't really go off. No. I mean, when we were, even when we were younger, we used to go and hang out in the common. Play manhunt. Play manhunt. In the heath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All that covered in bug bites and stings. It's so nostalgic for that reason, isn't it? Like you just, you can put yourself back in that place. Of yeah. Just messing around in nature. Yeah. It also makes me want to just let be like loose in a pond somewhere. <laughs> Watch a play with some tadpoles. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. But it's great because there's like, again, there's no like drama in it. There's no like dramatic question or any kind of like conflict going on it's just like no blue's a bit scared but then she gets used to it yeah and she just loves playing in nature yeah she doesn't know if she wants to go she wanted to stay at the park didn't she but then like she decides to go because her friend's up for it as well and then slowly starts to love it yeah and, and playing into that nostalgic bit again like bandit walks into like the little area and he's like oh it's still the same yeah and he remembers the way changed. yeah yeah it's lovely so cute oh that that one makes me cry almost Aww, every time. <laughs> really, it does. With the little wallaby as well. She's the wallaby. Yeah. So like nature is beautiful, or the the creek is beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Nothing makes you cry, but Bluey. <laughs> but Bluey, Bluey's up there. Just they know how to get you. They know how to get you. So my next one is um, <laughs> the sleepover. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which, if you haven't seen it, is basically 
Cousin Muffin, who, by the way, is just B, um, <laughs> all the time. Muffin is B. Muffin is B. Um, comes to sleep over, but Chili has promised Bluey that because Muffin's staying over, they can stay up late. Muffin turns up and is just a mess, isn't she? Yeah, and when we first saw that episode, that was around the time that B was dropping a nap as well, wasn't she? Yeah. And Muffin has dropped her nap in that episode. Yeah, that was the whole point. So Uncle Stripe's like, oh, she's dropped. She's at that age where, you know, she's now going down to just one sleep. And it's so funny because she acts drunk the whole way through it. But that is exactly what tired toddlers are like. Yeah, just smashes into everything, comes out with random stuff. Runs people over in the toy car. It kills me. It's hilarious. I would love to talk to the person who like animates Muffin in that episode or who animated Muffin in that episode. Yeah. Because she is just like her face. Like, you can watch her in any frame and something funny is going on with her face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one, one, one eye is blinking before the other one <laughs> and staring off into space. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's so, you know so the funny. person that has like thought of that episode has seen a toddler 100%. drop a nap. A hundred percent. It's brilliant. And yeah, and the whole point of that episode is for Bluey to realise that she's the older cousin and she's responsible for looking after her cousin. Yeah. And she, in the end, puts her to bed, doesn't she? And it's lovely. But, oh my gosh, it's so funny. It is so, so funny. Let your toddler sleep. It's when they put her in the back of the car. It cracks me up. (laughs) Yeah, even though there's absolute carnage going on, absolute chaos, Chili and Bandit are still playing right to the bitter (laughs) end to make sure that the game finishes in a nice, succinct way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're playing right up to the end, playing the cops, with Muffin sat in the car, giving Bluey a ticket or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it's brilliant. It's so, so funny. Bandit's like, got to throw the book at her. Yeah. (laughs) If your friend wants chippies, she's got to pay for chippies. (laughs) Okay, my number three is the fruit bat. Oh, Beautiful episode. Again, so I'm going to say this about all of them. Beautiful episode. And the music again, isn't it? The music gets you. All of yours are very musical. Yeah. Well, the the fruit bat episode is great because I didn't really realise what it was about until we got the book. Yeah. So, like, I... that was another one where B just wanted to rewatch it over and over again. She loves it. And she loves the music. Like, she always sings the music She to does. So, na, 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 na. Yeah. And she'll go, sing Fruit Bat. Sing Fruit Bat. Sing Fruit Bat. And when we do the book, we do the, the song together. Yeah. But, yeah, it was the first book that we bought of Bluey. Yeah. And... Yeah, I didn't really get the lesson at first. So it Basically, what it is, is that Bluey doesn't want to go to bed, mm-hmm. does she? No. And she dreams of being a fruit bat so that she can fly around at night and eat fruit and whatever. And then she sees Dad playing football with all his mates and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just like another one of those, like, vibey episodes where there's not really, like, a dramatic thing going on. But then when I read the book, I didn't realise that it was all kind of about we make so many sacrifices for our children, like Bandit in that episode wants to play footy with his mates. Yeah. But he can't do it because he's so busy looking after Bluey and Bingo. Uh-huh. So he dreams about playing footy with his mates. And then at the end of the episode, Bluey kind of realises, hey, Dad does sacrifice quite a lot. And I hope that one day you can play footy again. Yeah. And do things. It's sweet. It's so lovely. Like, personally, for me, I have a lot of hobbies and a lot of things you that do. I love to do. You do. Like, a lot of things that if I wanted to do them, like, I used to do a lot of long-distance walking with my friends. You did. I? You've always done, like, long-distance walking. You've done your running. You've done... You obviously play guitar. You write music. You write b- 
write stories, like writing's a real big thing for you. And a lot of it is had to take a little step back, hasn't it? Since yeah, becoming it's daddy. A, a lot of stuff where like I need like proper alone time, like like Chili, uh-huh. like proper like introverted time where I'm away from everyone. I can't do that as much with mm-hmm. B and with, with baby on the way. No. So that was like a really like healing episode for me, especially when we got the book, because I was like, yeah, there is a lot that we sacrifice. But, you know, kids, they might not understand that. But on some level, like, they do understand that we love spending time with them. Yeah. And that, you know, even though we do sacrifice a lot, we wouldn't change it to be any other way. Yeah. Would we? No, which, again, is quite a complex thing to show in in a kid, especially in a kid's yeah, and program. It, it just, I mean, the, I've seen that episode almost as many times as movies. It's probably the second one that we've watched the most. Yeah. Like, seen it so many times but it took me that many readings of the to book understand to understand it. <laughs> yeah when it's put down in into words in front of me it's deep man it's deep so deep almost as deep as you were in that perineal massage <laughs> cut that out <laughs> i'm not cutting that out <laughs> but yeah again it's just like and that's the parent side of things but on the kid's side like I remember being so fascinated about dreams like mm-hmm. being like oh, I want to dream about this tonight or I really oh, want yeah. to like delve into my dreams more. And like when you do have one of those dreams where like, I don't know, you're, you're seeing a whole new world from a different perspective or whatever. Mm. Like, I mean, a lot of my dreams as a kid were about Jurassic Park. Yeah, but you've <laughs> always, of them. you've always been crazy with your dreams. Like you can lucid dream and you like have control over your dreams, don't you? Yeah. Which I, is insane. Again, you've obviously got such a strong imagination i think i've spoken about this before on the pod but like yeah i have a lot of lucid moments and dreams but my mind is so freaking tricksy it will put me into another dream so like i'll be like oh i realize i'm dreaming but then i'll go into something else and then i forget again it just freaks me out how you have control of your dreams because like, as a kid i always remember being like right i'm gonna clear my mind and i'm gonna focus on what i want to dream on dream about and then if i was lucky i'd get that dream but i'd have my i'd have dreams where i couldn't wake up yeah like, if I discovered I was in a dream, I wouldn't be able to wake up. I'd just be like, oh, my God, I can't wake up and I'm in a dream. Oh, Where you have problem. the opposite issue. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I was really enjoying that. And I realised I was in a dream. Yeah. But it also means that you you're night, you don't really have nightmares, do you? It's really strange. I do. Ha- I've had, like, as a kid, I used to have lots of nightmares. But, like, they weren't scary. Like, the, the Velociraptor thing. Hmm. Like, I saw Jurassic Park when I was really young. Probably three years old That's or younger. too young too young but I, lo- I loved I wasn't scared of it I loved the film so much but I've all my life I've had nightmares about dinosaurs and, and velociraptors yeah but they're not really nightmares because I love those kind of like tense dreams yeah where like I don't know and again you then would realise you're dreaming and just wake up which is yeah. insane so you never get that like shock of waking up no I always knew and that the confusion I was when I wake up I always know that I'm, yeah. I was dreaming instantly so you never you never have that shock and confusion that no. most people have which always freaks me out like I have it frequently don't know where I'll jump awake and you'll yeah. be like are you alright and I'm like oh, an horrible dream yeah or no, I'm half I, asleep still I used to love my nightmares as a kid and it was usually about velociraptors or terminators <laughs> dear, well, dear lord <laughs> my next one is the grannies the runner up the runner-up, which is because, again, brilliant episode. And my favourite thing about that episode is the stereotypes. Because they are hilarious. From them nicking shit in a supermarket, which as somebody that worked in a supermarket as a teenager, in God's waiting room, um, I can confirm that a large number of the shoplifters that we had were old people. I don't Shoplifting beans? 
not necessarily be I told you about that I'm sure I've mentioned the lady before that tried to steal the TV yeah you I don't know if you've mentioned it on the pod well before. I'm gonna say again if I have I'm sorry we had a lady I worked on customer service when I was 16 to 18 didn't I yeah and we had the little security monitor by the front door and the security guard was like you guys have got to see this you have to watch and what we did what had happened is this little old lady had tottered in with her trolley walked straight over to the electrical bit asked one of the young lads to get down a massive plasma tv for her put it in her trolley like a 50 for her. inch thing yeah like a 50 inch thing put it in the trolley for her she just waddles through self-checkout just goes starts bombing it towards the back door and the security guard's like, excuse me, you haven't paid for that. And she goes, oh, haven't I? Oh, dear, I'm so sorry. Let me go back and pay for it. She goes back through self-service, goes back to the electrical aisle, finds the same bloke, asks him to put it back and then leaves. Classic. Classic. And we used to have it with them as well, that they'd come in with their... So they'd have their trolley. Yeah. But they'd also have their little nanny trolley. Yeah, yeah. And they put stuff in the nanny trolley. And if you were on checkouts and say, right, I've scanned all this stuff in your actual trolley. What about that massive loaf of bread that's hanging out there? Are you calling me a thief? It's like, <laughs> no, but you still need to pay for that. No, that's mine. It's like, no, but you need to pay for that. I can see it says Tesco on it. Like yeah, you need yeah. to pay for it. So yeah, that, that cracks me up about it because although it is very stereotypical, it ain't wrong. The driving as well, when they run over Bandit, it kills me every time. It's like a very silly episode. There's, it's a very silly episode. There's a few episodes of Bluey which are just like pure play, aren't they? Just yeah. silly ones yeah. like that. And that is full of silly moments. Love it. So, so funny. So, so funny. And also it's nice that, you know, Bluey can see how important it is to bingo that grannies can floss. So she teaches their nan to floss. That's lovely because she does it because it's so important for her sister. Yeah, it's like you not always have to be right. Yeah. Isn't it? Chili says, you know, it's not always important to be right. It's not always about being right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very kiddie episode, isn't it? It's That's hilarious. The kids, kids one. And B got um, a Bluey magazine recently, didn't she, with some little cut out granny glasses and put a blanket around her head and the granny glasses on. And it's it was the funniest thing. <laughs> so cute. And a little granny purse. And a little granny purse. That's where she keeps all her pocket money. It is. And a little granny purse. And that, that's part one of the granny saga, isn't it? And yeah. then there's a part two in season two called Bus, uh-huh. which is another really funny one, but the original's the best. The original is still the best. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. So why is it your number two? Like, what meant it didn't hit the top spot for you? Just because the lesson, you know, it's not, it's not emotional. It didn't touch my heart. It just touched my funny bone. Yeah. Yeah. And you constantly quote, here come the grannies. Here come the grannies. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. So, my number two. It's another, like, emotional one. All mine's are, like... Yeah, yours... All yours, mine touchy-feely. But it's lovely because, no offence, you're usually someone with a lot of ice around your heart. Oh, <laughs> And Bluey just cracks it, it wide open. It does, it cracks does. Cracks through that ice. It does indeed. Yeah, my number two is camping. Oh, yeah, that's a sweet one as well. Yours the are episode, really, like, emotional. Yeah. and uh, Again, the music in that episode is so beautiful. And the art, oh, my God, there's a bit where, like... There's like the night sky where Bingo's taking a wee and they're all looking up at the night sky. It's just like beautiful, the stars come out. What sort of wee is Bingo taking? A bush wee. A bush wee. <laughs> but camping's the episode where Bluey meets Jean-Luc. Mm-hmm. He's the, the French, um, I don't know what dog. He's a Labrador. Oh, French Labrador. I'm pretty sure he's a Labrador. Or French Canadian, I think uh-huh. the dialect is. But 
yeah, they, they meet while they're camping and they make really good friends for a few days. Yeah. And then John Luke goes and yeah. they don't get a chance to say goodbye. But it's lovely, isn't it? Because the innocence of making friends with someone that she can't, she can't understand what he's saying. I, at all. And yeah. he can't understand what she's saying. But they, Bonjour, Bluey. Oh, they make such a lovely like little friendship. Yeah. And then they do meet at the end. There's oh. a really nice conclusion where Bluey's older. Mm-hmm. And then they see each other again. That just and he he says it in English, doesn't he? He goes, yeah. "Hello, Bluey." Yeah. Oh, it goes right back to that feeling of meeting someone on holiday as a kid, yeah. making friends with them, playing with them for like a full week, seeing them every day, and then just never seeing them again. And then they have to go home, and you never see them again. Yeah. I don't know if kids still have that. Like, if kids have got like Snapchat and Facebook, well, oh, they probably don't. I don't sound they? like an old man. No kid has Facebook, <laughs> but like Snapchat and and maybe TikTok and Instagram and stuff like I guess you can stay in touch but like for us yeah we didn't see them again no not really and when you do <laughs> when you do say for example meet someone on holiday nowadays add them on Facebook you never talk to them again no never never <laughs> you're just like oh hey here's that here's, there's Lloyd who I met in 2009 <laughs> how's Lloyd getting on oh you know I don't know anything about his life but I'm glad he's doing alright uh, good old Lloyd <laughs> yeah yeah, no, that's just one that just like tickles me in like a really nice Pulls way. on your heartstrings, doesn't it? Yeah, because I, I just know that feeling all too well. Oh, sad. Yeah, and, you know, Chili's like, oh, yeah, I saw them packing up, but I didn't want to wake you up. Yeah, it's like, It's really just sad. something your mum would do, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like, oh, you look so peaceful sleeping, I didn't want to wake you up. Didn't want to upset you. Didn't understand that, you know, that's like their your new best, best friend for life. Gone. Yeah. yeah. I guess the lesson from the camping episode is special people come into your life, don't they? Special people that... That's a bit deep. I know. Well, Chili says it in the episode, doesn't she? Yeah. People come into your life and sometimes they have to leave for a bit Mm -hmm. and they will come back in some form or another, but people come in, people come out. You just have to deal, unfortunately. That's really sad, but very true. It's really sad. It's quite an adult topic, really, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's not just like your best mate that no. you just met three days ago is leaving. Because that's always the case, is it? No one... If you met a kid on holiday, mm. it would never tie up, would it? You wouldn't ever leave on the same day. No, They'd always no, no. leave, like, yeah. earlier than you. Yeah. Or you'd leave before them. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like people come and go. But and as an adult, people really do come do and come go. Do come and go, yeah. You know, you might fall out with someone. Yeah, or lose, you know, con- or lose contact. Lose contact with someone completely or, you know, unfortunately someone might die or someone might have an accident or anything can yeah. happen and special people do leave your life. Mm-hmm. And once communication's gone, you just feel like you're, I don't know, severed from that person forever yeah. where there's always that lasting way that they made you feel when you knew them that will stay with you forever. And as what happens in the episode... You know, we see Jean-Luc at the end, yeah. don't we? He does come back years later. With, looks like Bluey's like fully grown almost, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like she she's probably like a teenager, teenager or something. Yeah. 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 And I guess the reason why that episode affects me so much or that I've chosen it at this time in my life mm. is because I have lost a friend recently, haven't I? Yeah. I've lost one of my best friends, to be fair, that I used to know at university. Um, and he's just been one of those you know like constant people in your lives and well without going too much into the story but he's he's a world traveler he'd been to like 23 countries in his lifetime yeah. and he died in a surfing accident 
just after his 29th birthday. Mm. And he, you know, he lived life to the fullest and he was such a, a massive personality without sucking air out of the room. Yeah. If you know what I mean? It was just like the life of the party, but not. Yeah. It's hard to describe. Um, there's one of my friends called Will and I don't know, it, it was such a sudden thing. Like you, in a million years, when I was picking B up from nursery that Friday evening or, you know, just sorting out, you know, the last bit of work that I had to do, not in a million years would I expect a, a phone call from a friend saying, you know, Will's gone. Your, yeah. One of your best friends is gone. Yeah. You don't, you can't be prepared for that severance. No. From that sudden moment where it was like, because of the lockdown, I hadn't seen him in two years. Yeah. And you just, uh, straight away, your mind goes to, that's the last time. And, you know, the last time I saw him was the last time... You were ever going to see him. Where yeah. I was ever going to see him. And I had messaged him literally a week or two before I found out he died. And we were talking about his holiday. Yeah. And he was, you know, saying, well done for running the half marathon and getting such a good time and all that kind of stuff. Just, yeah, complete severance. Mm. And... That's what happens in the episode, isn't it? Bluey yeah, doesn't even know and, and John Luke's just gone. Yeah. It's, yeah, understandably, understandable why it affects you in the way it does. Yeah. I never thought about it like that until I started talking. Do you know what, though? As you were talking about it, that's the thing that popped into my head, but I didn't right. want to be the one to say it. Yeah. But it's true because it is, and as you say, as an adult, that happens horribly quite frequently, unfortunately. Um, Especially with younger people like, you know, when someone is younger, you don't expect them to no, go. No, it's a real ever. shock. It's a real shock to the system when somebody, especially sort of similar age or any well, any any time really that anybody goes. I mean, you know, older people do pass away or you can expect grandparents to go or you can expect people that are poorly are going to have to go at some point. But it is a real shock when it's out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, that's similar sort of feeling that they've just disappeared from your life. Sorry, guys, if that brought the mood down at all. No, but it just shows you sort of the mature, like, themes that Bluey has. Just the aspects of life that it talks yeah. to. Absolutely yeah. mad. 100%. What's your number one, then? My top episode is The Baby Race. Baby Race. I love that episode because it makes me cry every time yeah. as a mum. And Even now, we we just quickly rewatched our top five, didn't we? Yeah, and I did cry again, yeah. especially at the minute with bloody pregnancy hormones. The baby race is basically Chili t- telling Bluey and Bingo the story of how Bluey learned to walk. Yeah. And it's very much, it's definitely more aimed at parents, that episode, isn't it? 100%. Because she's talking about how Bluey basically started off reaching milestones before one of the other kids it's their neighbor isn't it yeah and then slowly sort of fell behind as it were and how upset and everything she got and felt really like ashamed and then one of the mums from mum group just who has was it nine kids is like coco's mum yeah coco's mum is like shout out you're doing you're doing amazing you're fine you're doing amazing and that just that that bit kills me because like chili gets like tears in her eyes and when you're a new mum and you're constantly you you don't ever compare your child to another child you don't want to but instinctively sometimes you just do and just to have somebody say to you you're doing great or you're doing okay you know you're 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 doing well means so so much in a world where mums are just judged all the time yeah and then that last scene (laughs) 
<laughs> where bingo, uh, sorry, where Bluey stands up and starts walking towards mum. Yeah, and they're like, why did you learn to walk in the kitchen? And Bingo's like, oh, there must have been something you really wanted. And Bluey's like walking towards Chili with her arms open. That's, <laughs> that's the episode with cloth nappies in it, isn't it? It is, yeah, there's cloth nappies in that episode. And there's an amazing quote from Bingo where she goes, I was invisible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's that. like, you weren't born yet. I was invisible. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. What What's the lesson for you then? Is in that, that episode being a, you know don't compare your kids and also being a mum is really hard yeah. really hard but we do it for them and the fact that you doesn't matter how you think you're failing as a mum but to those to that kid you're perfect you're yeah. amazing you're mummy you're the thing they want the most yeah it kills me every time <laughs> <laughs> yeah in their own time in their own time they'll do everything in their own time everything in their own time yeah yeah including sleep <laughs> Still waiting. <laughs> Still waiting for that side. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's a really nice segue into my top episode. Yeah, which is a beautiful episode. So this is rated as the top bluey episode of all time. Mm-hmm. And on IMDB, the Internet Movie Database, yeah. it's rated as like the top kids TV show episode of all time. Wow. And it almost was the top TV episode of all time on the top list. Wow. Trying to knock the Breaking Bad episode Ozymandias off the top. Whoa. It almost did for a bit, but then it got voted down a bit more by, I think, some nerds. Right, okay. Knocked it off the top spot again. Yeah. But yeah, it's got pretty much a perfect score on IMDb. Uh-huh. And that episode is Sleepy Time Which from season two. Which is a lovely episode. And another one that makes me get a bit emotional. Well, yeah, as you said, in their own time, it's all about bingo, trying to go to sleep on her own as a big girl. Trying to do a big girl sleep. Yeah, where <sighs> she wakes up in her own bed. So cute. And again, it's not, there's not really a story, would you say? There's a journey for Bingo. There's a journey, yeah. And there's like all the little things underlying, like how Bluey gets up and wanders around. Yeah. Um, But it's kind of like Bingo's in her bed and then she goes into like a bit of a fantasy world in her dream where she's like surfing around all the planets, Mm -hmm. playing with her bunny. Yeah. And, you know, in, in real life, she's sleepwalking, yeah. getting into bed with the parents and Bluey and they're all swapping beds and then Bluey needs a wee and, yeah. Needs water and... It's just like... So that realistic. Is, that is our life at yeah. the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Where B... Oh, sleep is such an emotional thing for us, isn't it? I think we've said on the podcast before, from age of like four months old to a year, B did not sleep. No. Well. No. And then after a year, she was great. She had a few wibbly wobblies. Yeah, for different things. Sleep regressions. Yeah. But then since she's been about two, would you say? she? I'd say two and a half. Probably once or twice a week will come into our bed in the middle of the night or really early in the yeah, morning. she just gets in. She just gets in. Sometimes we don't even know she's gotten in, but she'll just climb in. Yeah. But the last two weeks, she's been testing us a little bit because she won't go back to sleep, will she? And she wants me. And the way that you, you're pregnant, you take up most of the bed with your pillows. Thanks. <laughs> and your pregnancy pillow. Yeah. So I kind of slip out. I go, right, B, I'm going to sleep in your bed. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's fine, Daddy. Um, and I'll go sleep in her bed, but then she'll keep you up all night just chatting away. Yeah. And she expects me to go in her bed now, where she'll point and be like, Daddy, go in there. Yeah. And expects me to leave. And with me, it's like, she's very... I, I know a lot of it is probably... I'd be very interested to see if any other followers have had this happen when they're, they've had their second. I don't know if it's hormones that are making her more clingy with me. Yeah. A lot of it is probably because, you know, I'm not able to play with her and everything as much, but she's definitely more cuddly with me recently. And in the night, she, she has to sleep 
on me. And if I move, it's, oh, oh mummy cuddle, mummy cuddle. Yeah. And like, she instantly wakes up and she's so mummy orientated. Like you tried to get in bed with her and she just cried for me, didn't she? She's like, yeah. oh, mummy. And oh yeah, like, we tried oh. it all. We tried me like putting her back in bed then I get in the bed with her we tried putting you in her bed yeah and We've slipping away and it's she just wants me and yeah I'm not fighting it at the minute no. I'm not fighting it we'll we'll cross the bridge when we come to it I, I can see me sleeping in that bed with two children yeah. <laughs> and but the that's, cat. that's what the episode is teaching you isn't it is that just get the sleep when you can get it yeah and they will do it in their own time yeah exactly Exactly. I mean, you know, we understand that co-sleeping isn't safe. It's, it's not advised and everything. But sometimes, I think when they get to a certain age, sometimes for some people it's even sooner, but you just, you have to make do for your own sanity. Yeah. Don't you? I'm not fighting a three-year-old at 2am no. or 3am. When you've got work in the morning. When i got work in the morning. It's get in the bed with me or go back to your own bed. <laughs> yeah, those are your two options. Exactly. And, you know, what's wrong with wanting a cuddle and a little bit of comfort? Yeah. You know, I still don't, you know, we've said, we've discussed it before. I don't understand the whole training thing personally. I, I just don't get it personally for me. Like, I, I can understand for some people, maybe they don't have any other option. But from, yeah, from a sort of natural point of view, I just... Just what's wrong with your kid wanting a little bit of comfort? She didn't man. want to do it when she was younger, did she? We'd usually have to lay on our floor we, or something. We had a real, if she had a wobbly. yeah. So we had a real sort of backwards <clears throat> issue when she was little. She didn't want the contact. She didn't no. want to be held. She didn't want to be cuddled to sleep. She just wanted us there. Yeah. So you'd put her in bed with us, thinking, "Oh, this will be easy," and she wouldn't want to be in bed exactly. with us. She wanted to be in her own bed, but she wanted to know that we were there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we ended. up... I mean, God, how many times did me and you sleep on the floor? Yeah. Countless times. Just holding her hand. But as soon as she turned two, she'd kind of get up on her own accord. Yeah. She would come get in our bed. Also, you were just so desperate for her to be cuddly. So I you know. were like, come in, have a cuddle. Yeah. yeah. I, like, because in the morning, she'd never want to lay in. Yeah. It was always like, get up now, daddy. Get up, daddy. Yeah. So like, just have a little cuddle. It's five in the morning. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, yeah. That, it's... again, that episode is so... It just taps into like a, a universal parent parent thing, I yeah. think. But it's also lovely to see it represented Absolutely. on the telly because it's not, is it? It's really not. And we can't not talk about the music in that episode. It's lovely. It's beautiful. It is. So it's a, it's a classical piece, which everyone probably knows, but it's Jupiter yeah. from The Planets by Gustav Holst. And yeah, it's just like a, a re-scoring of that, isn't it? And is it, episode. is it on your Spotify? It is. That one is on my Spotify. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Every time, you know, when it does come on shuffle, it just like, just gets you. Yeah. Gets me through the day. It does. It's such a beautiful little, <laughs> little piece. Yeah. Yeah. And again, the art in that episode is just so good. Like all the planets going on. Yeah. When I love the bit at the end when Bingo like races towards the sun. Yeah. Because she hears mum's voice. And, like, it just goes, like, really, like, 2001, a space odyssey for a second, <laughs> like, with all the lights and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, just absolutely amazing episode. And, like, from a concept point of view, it's, like, it's, like, a little bit complicated because, like, Bingo goes into the book and then her little fluffy bunny's in there with her. Yeah. And you've got the planets that she breaks out of the little planet Earth uh -huh. and there's a planet where Bluey's broken out of as well. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just, like, a really 
really well done episode. I can see why it's the highest rated because yeah, just absolutely gets you right in the heartstrings. Very poetic, indeed, isn't it? Yeah. So that's our top five guys. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you all disagree with them, <laughs> and you have completely different ones. Potentially, yeah, we'd love to hear. Please tell us what your favourite ones are. I mean, we didn't. There's so many we didn't get a chance to talk about, like yeah. duck cake. Oh, the duck cake episode, yeah. yeah. And the room, the the first episode of season three with the bedrooms. Yeah. The magic episode from season three. Yeah. Promises. There's so many. There's so many. Hammer Barn. Yeah. They're Fairies. all amazing. They're all amazing. They're all amazing. Every single episode is a winner. I do not know a bad episode of Bluey. There are some banned episodes, aren't there? Ah, yes. Which we don't always get in the UK and the USA, mm-hmm. but they get in Australia. Yeah. So... There's potentially favourite episodes out there that we haven't seen properly. Yeah, very true. But yeah. We need to find them. We need to find them. So yeah, maybe we'll do more Bluey in the future or we'll we'll lump it in with another kids TV show. But yeah, this isn't the last time we spoke about Bluey. No, we will return. (laughs) What are your final thoughts then on the TV show Bluey? My final thoughts are that it is a modern and relatable TV programme. Definitely relatable. And it's... I think it's a must-see for every parent. Oh, absolutely. If you haven't given it a go yet or watched it, just maybe even just start with the top five episodes. You don't have to watch anything in any order. Yeah. Every episode is its own little, you know, vibe yeah. going on. Just just chuck a few on. You ki- I'm sure your kids will love it. Yeah. But yeah, as a parent, you can sit and watch it. Don't just sit and watch it out of the corner of your, out of your eye. You need to watch sit it. Sit down and watch an episode back to front. Yeah. yeah. Have, have a little cosy with your kid. A little cosy. And watch Bluey. Yeah. My final thoughts, I guess, are it does so well at being a kids' TV show because there's so much in it for the parents. I've always thought that about kids' yeah. TV shows, that there has to be there has to be something for the parent that when they are watching it out of the corner of their eye, catches their attention mm-hmm. and that they can sit and relate to it with the child as well. But like me and B love watching it together. Yeah. If we're going to put it on, I make sure me and her do like, like intentional watching. Like yeah. we're watching it for a purpose to like connect and with each other. And she'll also look at you to see your reaction to certain things. Exactly. She's so cute. Yeah. Like, sorry, Matter and the Bear. But if you're watching Matter and the Bear. <laughs> Got it in for Matter and the Bear. Chuggington. <laughs> I've probably mentioned Chuggington way too much. But, you know, one of those just like trash ones. Trash. Oh, <laughs> trash. <laughs> one of those trash ones, like... There's not, I'm not getting much out of it. Like Little Baby Bum. I can't really get much no, out of it. Or Cocomelon. You don't get anything back from So that. like if I am being like, oh, look at that on telly. Like realistically, I'm just like playing in B's world. Mm-hmm. But when we're watching Bluey together, there's like such purpose behind it because we are connecting. Yeah. And, you know, it reminds me of watching TV back in the day of my parents as well when oh. we'd sit down and watch a film together. Yeah. Or we'd sit and watch like Malcolm in the Middle or The Simpsons or something like that. My, my dad loved The Simpsons. Yeah. So it was nice to sit and do like purposeful watching where we are connecting and together. And you can both enjoy it. Both enjoying it. Yeah. Because, you know, we do have the TV on a lot, don't we, as We parents. do, especially at the minute because being pregnant. So we need some, just something. Just give us a little crumb. A little bit of substance. A mere crumb a bit, of a tiny, entertainment. A tiny bit of substance. <laughs> that isn't just like kids songs yeah. or loud colors or rah rah the line yeah rah, rah. yeah yeah so i guess yeah my, my final thought on bluey is that it's it's really good at lessons for kids uh-huh it's really good at lessons for parents if you dig you got to kind of dig a little bit but it's good at lessons for parents 
But what it's what it's really like, what it's best at is like just capturing universal feelings. Yeah, isn't definitely, hundred percent. Like just cap, like capturing feelings that maybe you didn't even know you had. Like there's that dictionary um, of a, obscure sorrows. Have you ever heard about this? No. There's there's basically a book where this guy wrote a, like a really long book of definitions of words that don't exist. Like a really important one is sonder, uh-huh. which is like the feeling that when you look at someone, they've got their whole life ahead of them and they've got a whole little life that they live. And for a second, when you look at them, you notice that and you go, oh, that person's going to go home to their family or they're going to go get in their car to drive to work tomorrow. Or, you know, they've lived a whole history before I looked at them at this moment. Uh-huh. Like they call that feeling sonder. That's interesting, is it? Because I'm sure there are so many human weird emotions and feelings like that that don't have names. That don't have descriptions. Yeah. Where this guy wrote a lot of them down. And I feel like Bluey is a little bit like that in that it it's like developed its own language with parents. I think it just... Hasn't it? Yeah, it just awakens feelings and of parenthood. Yeah. And like makes you acknowledge them. Like baby race. Mm-hmm. That feeling of mum guilt or that feeling of like mum incompetence or yeah. feeling of whatever there isn't really something there's to not, describe it there's not really a description for it but like bluey has like developed a language almost to communicate that to you yeah i feel like not every episode does it like a lot of them like all of the ones in my list are pretty much the emo ones <laughs> yeah the um, emotional arty musical ones yeah and then all the ones in your ones are like the mum kind of ones aren't mm. they and a lot of them are the silly ones like unicorns and granny yeah like there are episodes that are emotional there are episodes that are silly there are episodes that are just like purely based on the kids aren't they and yeah. that don't really feature the parents at all but there's always just some kind of you know description going on of life with children isn't there yeah it just does that so well it's not just about what it's teaching your kids or teaching you it's about how you're connecting to your children and the life that you live with them i love that it's perfect perfect way to describe it yeah coop's gonna get a tattoo of bluey (laughs) because he loves it that much i mean i feel like this this is probably the longest episode we've ever done so far yeah and yeah, that's probably the most intellectual we've ever spoken. Ever. And it's about Bluey. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening to season two. That's it, yeah. We've done it. <sighs> now I've got to, you know, try and get a baby out. <laughs> that's the next bit. Wish me but luck. But that should be a doddle after doing, well, we did more than 20 episodes in this season. I think what? squeezing a baby out is easier than doing a podcast. <laughs> I mean, in terms of hours of work put in, you can stop right this second. I think this is episode forty nine. Oh my goodness! And then when we do the outtakes episode next week, mm-hmm. spoiler guys, got another episode coming, which is just outtakes. That will be episode fifty. Well, there you go. So you know, so fifty episodes. So you're telling me to stop an hour each. You're telling me to stop complaining. Hours of editing. There's way like unless your labour goes on for like hundreds of hours. Oh. It's not going to be as, as hard as season two. I think we should leave it there. <laughs> I think we should leave it there. For that reason and also for the fact that I'm going to... The, the dog is cleaning her bits right next to me and I'm sure the mic's <laughs> going to pick it up soon. You know, have you got any, like, final bits on, on season two? Like, is there anything you want to, like, leave uh, the listeners with? Well, you know, we're going to now deliver, like, a wasteland of content now. There's not going to be yeah. anything for... I mean, thank you guys for listening all the way through to end of season two. Um, it's... I'm still impressed we're still doing this. 
<laughs> we sort of started it as like a little little bit of a hobby and now it's like a regular weekly thing. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of just like the reason that we started everything was that like we wanted to talk more. Yeah. We wanted to like connect more. Yeah. You know, get get on each other's wavelength a bit more and just just tell stories and experiences about mm-hmm. what we've been going through. Yeah. And it's it's turned into like a little mini job almost, isn't yeah, it? Every yeah. week where we, you know, it has. we sit down, we chat about our week uh-huh. and whatever And I'd topic. like to say, I think I've done pretty well fighting the hormones and the exhaustion and still doing it. You have been a trooper. Because, I mean, how, I mean, like right now, what's the time now? Like quarter past 10? Yeah, it's getting late. And the I, sun's completely down. I have really hit, really hit the third trimester exhaustion stage to the point that I had to have a little nappy today for 30 (laughs) minutes while you were on your lunch break yeah so I know I've driven you up the wall many times in the past nine months (laughs) eight months but I'd like to think I've been a bit of a trooper you have I can't fault you at all really well apart from not doing any research or you know planning any episodes pretty much just leaving it all up to me literally you're like you just you're like the diva you just like stroll in with your cup of tea and you're like, right, are we doing this? I'm the comic relief. I'm like, relief. hold on, I need to like prepare my notes. I'm the comic relief. Yeah, you are the comic. I am. Yeah, you are the funny one. I am the funnies. Yeah, my final thoughts on season two have been, it's been great. It's been great, I've had boys. a great time. You've had a great time. Yeah. You'll be quite happy to have a little break from editing, won't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite ready to have a break now. Like You stay up so late some, editing. Some Thursday nights, I am up. Till, you know, the episode comes out on midnight on a Friday mm. and, you know, I'm there to the deadline, not every time, but some of the like ones where I've taken quite a lot of editing to do or, you know, we have recorded it at like nine o'clock on a Thursday night and then I've got to edit it before midnight to get it out. Yeah. I haven't missed the deadline yet. So you it's haven't. always out before midnight. But yeah, sometimes it does. It is a labour of love. So I'm glad to have a little bit of a break. You've done well. A little bit of a break. That was I said. A little Brit of a break. A little Brit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, that's our cue, isn't it? To like, I think to sign this time off. Time to go to bed. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Thanks, guys. We'll be back in the new year. See you on the other side. Ta-ra. Bye. Bye. Bye.